Hey, dear ones, did you know that you have a built-in compass guiding you to your soul mission with all the tools you need to fulfill that soul mission? Sound exciting? Then join me for a Soul Blueprint, the only certification program that reveals how to amplify your five spiritual gifts so you can consciously create a life and business of massive soul line success. Enroll now at allisonscammell.com forward slash soul blueprint. And you can find that link in the show notes. Hey, hey, dear ones. How are you doing? This is Allison Scammell. And I'm telling you, we have a pretty fantastic episode for you today. I'm telling you, my conversation with our guest really stayed with me. And it's still with me. And my guides are telling me that this topic we're going to be unpacking is super timely. That's the word they keep giving me. It's timely. So you are in the right place, my friends, at the right time. Today, we're talking about the art of money and specifically what stops us as women and spiritual entrepreneurs from receiving it. I'm speaking again with Julie Fouch on this amazing topic the art of money. And I just had Julie on the show to talk about the art of feminine marketing. And if you haven't had a chance yet, I do recommend checking that out. I had so much fun chatting with Julie about feminine marketing and I learned so much. I decided to have her back on the show right away. I mean, why wait, right? So in today's episode, Julie and I talk about how to remove the blocks that are in the way of you receiving money and abundance how to bring your vibrational level up to fill your programs and sell out your products. And Julie reveals to us a critical message that money has for you right now. We'll end on a challenge that will help you tap directly into the consciousness of money so you can activate your abundance and become the wealth generator you were born to be. So stick around until the end. Welcome to She Grows, a podcast for soul-guided women entrepreneurs ready to be seen and get fully booked using their unique genius, intuitive voice, and spirit guides. Each week, we'll explore how to create offerings based on what you do best so you can have a wait list of ideal clients and bring in continuous income. I'm your host, Allison Scamble. Let's get growing. Hey there, She Grows Nation. That is the name of this sisterhood of soul-guided entrepreneurs. If you're not already a citizen of She Grows Nation, then I invite you to join our Facebook group of over 1,000 women running heart-based businesses that are in service to each other and the planet. Today, I speak to Julie Fouch about the consciousness of money and what prevents us from receiving it. Julie Fouch teaches female coaches, teachers, and healers who are frustrated with traditional marketing how to build six-figure businesses through the art of feminine marketing. Julie's clients report having clearer vision of their divine purpose, greater passion for their work, the skills to be attracting the perfect clients, and are being paid well for their gifts. It really was an absolute pleasure for me to be 
connecting to Julie and learning from her again. I took the challenge, if you will, that she offers us at the end, and it was really powerful. And it's now become part of my daily practice, and some wondrous and amazing things are coming into my life because of it. So please stick around to the end for that challenge. This this conversation is really worth your time to sit back and enjoy, and may you receive as much from Julie's wisdom as I did. Hi, Julie. It is so fantastic to have you back on the show. I'm so excited to be back. And actually, I'm feeling um, a little nervous about the topic we're going to talk about. Oh, I love that. Is it like good nervous? (laughs) Well, it is. And when we talk about, can I tell them what we're talking about? Please. (laughs) So when we start to talk about money, I've been having these conversations with money for years and something new always comes up. Money always reveals something to me. So I'm a little like, ooh, I'm excited to talk about money because I love that subject. But also, I don't know what money will want to share today with your audience. And that's that makes me a little, I, I guess it's not quite nervous, but just like, curious. Yes, I love it. This is so exciting. So I'm trying to think about like, I like there's five different directions I want to go right now. But I'm going to start with what do you mean, Julie money talks to you? Like, uh, like I did have a woman on the show who talked about the consciousness of money. And she talked about this idea of talking to money. But I want to hear how you do it and how you approach it and how you might offer someone who's interested in talking to money themselves to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the first thing is to understand that money is an energy. It's an energy that is made of source energy. And it's an energy that comes to the planet as a appreciation, right? We pay money to people in appreciation for what they're giving us. And as an energy body of its own, we can actually have conversations with it. And I just do that in meditation. So I will drop into a meditation and I will say, may I speak with the energy of money? And I teach this to my clients. I teach my clients to do this because there is so much we can learn just from the energy itself and being in conversation. And then I do, I I transcribe what's being said to me or what I'm hearing. And oftentimes I don't remember until I go back and read it. So there's two ways to transcribe it. I like to do it on the computer because I can keep my eyes closed, drop into the meditation. I just have a Word document open and I just type everything out as I go. Now, the funny thing is every now and then my fingers will be on the wrong keys and then I'll be like, (laughs) that's funny. That's not one I'm supposed to go back and reread. But most of the time I can keep my fingers on the right keys and I go back and I read it and I'm like, oh, wow, that's great wisdom that's coming through from source about money to me. And if you don't like doing it that way, you can take just a notepad and write it out 
like a script. So, you know, money says blah, blah, blah. And then I said this. And really, it's about being in the conversation, not about questioning or like, I'm going to go in and get all the answers, but which you might, but to be in that conversation. And I'll tell you about one conversation I had with money where I had, I had taken a, a lot of debt one year. And I had done that because these two programs came within two weeks of each other. And I knew that I was supposed to be involved in both of them. But it was, they were both very high end. It was tens of thousands of dollars. I had used multiple credit cards to do it. And I went to money and I'm like, oh my God, money. I have so much debt right now. And money, just the energy of it was just furious. You know, when someone gets really mad at you, And I just felt this really furious energy. And money said, how dare you complain? I gave you a way to pay for what you needed. And now you're angry about how I provided that to you. And I just realized that I had totally misunderstood debt and what debt was for and how to use debt and to be grateful that the resource was there, that I live in a place and I have a credit score that allows me to have that resource. And when I apologized for that, I will tell you that I had paid all that debt off by the end of the year and that the amount of money that I was able to make increasing my income as a result of the programs I was in was astronomical, especially compared to the little bit of interest I paid on that that debt. It was so worth it to use that money, other people's money, in order to get the training. And it, it, it changed my understanding of how I use debt and the way to use it correctly. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've never had to do that again. I've never had to put that huge amount. So it was you know, the lesson was put this big amount on so that I felt the pressure so that I could have the conversation. Yeah, that's so good. And there's been so many times I've been in a discovery call with a prospect, someone who really, truly wants to work with me and really needs on a soul level what I have to offer. And it's that fear voice coming in saying, you know, I feel on a soul level that they're at a yes and that she and I are meant to work together. And they're in fear of not having the resources or not having the means. And so I'm sharing that because I know that there's listeners out there who wants to invest, they want to invest in themselves. They want to invest in their business And this fear comes up. Maybe there's somebody listening here who has an expensive program that they just want to invest in and they're feeling they're getting a yes on a soul level. And I always feel like whenever our higher self gives us a yes, the resources are there. And just like your example pointed to, sometimes you got to say yes. It's that leap of faith that's really going to shake the resources loose. So what would you say to someone who's out there really resonating with that? Well, I think your point is really true that it's got to be right. You know, there our society is so built on instant gratification that sometimes we we're not really checking in and making sure that it's a soul level yes. Right? It's yeah. oh my gosh, 
those shoes are so beautiful, I'll just whip out a credit card, right? And that's not at all the correct, and I, I use the word correct really carefully, that's not at all the correct way to use debt. The wealthy in our country know how to use debt. The wealthy in our country take on massive loads of debt because they can leverage that into a massive return. And so if you're looking at this is a soul level, yes, this is something that I know from my soul, from my growth, or from my business, that this is going to be a benefit. And when I told you about those two programs, I had absolutely no doubt that those two programs were things I need to do. As a matter of fact, with the second one, it was presented to me like, hey, I'm going to do that certification that we had talked about. And I said, great, I want to be one of those people. Tell me how much money I have to come up with and how much time I have to set aside and then give me two days to do it. Right. That was the sales call. It was no more than five minutes because my soul knew that I was a yes for that. And and when you know that, you decide from there. Money doesn't get to control you. Money is not your boss. Money doesn't get to tell you what you can and can't do. Your soul does. And then you go to money and you say, now let's find the resources. This is right for me. This is correct for me. And I kind of look at it like if the doctor came to you and said, look, you've got this condition and you need to have surgery or you're going to die, you wouldn't say, let me check my bank account and think about it, right? If your appendix is about to burst, you don't go, I got to go home and run the numbers. You just say, get the appendix out and I'll figure it out. And I don't think we think about things like growing our business or things like, you know, our soul's the deep needs of our soul in the same way. It's got to be a yes. So it's got to be a yes. And then you you go into partnership with money. Okay, money. And I, I, I tell people, go have that conversation. Okay, money. This is a soul yes. Let's talk about how we can make it work. And then you've got to trust. And here's the other part, Allison, that is such a blessing to me is to trust that source is my source. And I didn't always, at one point I thought that I was the source, that I had to create the money, that I had to find the clients, that clients were the source of my money, or my husband's paycheck was the source of my money. It's not. Source is my source. And when I lean into that, then space opens for more money. Love that. When I am in a state of, oh, my God, I have to fill this program. How am I going to pay my bills? What does this look like? And, and I will tell you that COVID gave us plenty of opportunity to panic about things. So, <laughs> true, true. There, there were moments where I'd be like, oh, I can't do the normal thing I'd normally do. I can't, you know, like, how am I going to? And then I would relax and remember that source is my source. And whenever I relaxed and remembered that source is my source, it would open space for money to come. And man, at the beginning of COVID, I had so many crazy ways that money came to me. 
through my business, yes, but also things like our flood insurance, because we have a creek behind us, our flood insurance got dropped from, I, I think we were paying like 2300 down to $300 a year. And I was like, yay, money miracle. And then the insurance company sent me a refund check, which I've never heard of insurance companies doing. But I was like, okay, this is great. And then they sent me a refund check from the previous year. And I was like, this is crazy. But it was because I was totally in that space of, Yes, things have changed. The economy is shut down. I can't do live events. I can't go networking. But I also know that none of this has anything to do with the way that Source supports me. Source is my source. And I relaxed into that. And that's just one instance. We got all kinds of like refunds for things we didn't know that we were getting refunds for and checks for things that had happened years ago that we didn't know we were getting checks for. Like the stuff kept showing up in the mail over and over. It was, it was pretty astounding. And it was because I was in that space of, okay, I'm letting source take care of me. I'm still doing my part, but I'm letting source take care of the rest of it. Nice. I love that. And it really, I relate to it so deeply because when, when the, for me, when the pandemic kicked off, I had, I had a pretty high end and, you know, almost full retreat. I had two retreats scheduled for June of last year and the retreats were in the U S and I lived in Europe and I was just like, no way. I was like, I, I, I got to cancel them and I had to do refunds and it was really, but you know, I never really, I, I was never really upset about it. I was, ne- I'd never for a moment felt a lack. I just said, how can I pivot and how can I pivot to something better? So that's when this idea was launched for my first mastermind. And it had, I ended up, you know, making way more from my mastermind than I would have ever made in the retreats. And I had my first like $50,000 a month and I was just in this flow. And I, I do feel like there was something and I noticed a lot of, other people have similar stories. And I almost feel like there was something that was opening up for us then. And, you know, obviously it's grown a lot, you know, since we've, you know, December 21st and the kickoff of the age of Aquarius and all that stuff. But I feel like something was really powerful was opening up to all of us back then, about a year ago. It's been about a year, right? Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, how would, do you feel the same? And like, how would you describe it? It's almost like, like money was really trying to get our attention to say, Hey, there's abundance here. It's limitless. I, you know, when it, when it was first happening a year ago, I, I kept having the image of the planet cracking and cracking open and this new energy of abundance and love coming through and saying, this is what's available to you all now. This is available. And there is no shortage. There is no need for competition. There is no need to be fighting over resources. When we all come back to center, when we all come back to sources here to support us, Source is here for us to live a juicy life. Now, that doesn't take away. I know there's poverty and I know there's places and people who are not not in a good place. So I'm not taking any of that away and I'm not denying any of that happens. And 
I believe that there are more opportunities now than ever for us to tap into that abundance. And part of that starts, it doesn't start by going out and selling water bottles on the street. It starts with who we be and what our energy is coming into it. And I'll give you a really funny example. Years and years ago, I was at a retreat and it was two weekends with six weeks in between and we were supposed to accomplish a big goal in between. And my big goal at the time, this was back when I was really struggling. My big goal was to create an extra $3,000 in that six weeks. And it felt really big to me. And a couple weeks in, I dropped it to 1500 because I was not going to make my 3000 right? So even then, I was like cutting myself back. I was short shorting myself. Well, I walked into the second retreat, and I was $800 short. And I felt all the feelings, the shame, the guilt, the wanting to hide. And the instructor said, oh, you're going to have three hours on Sunday to go do this. And I thought, how am I going to do this? I haven't, you know, done what I was supposed to in six weeks. How am I going to do it in three hours? And the rules were you could do anything you wanted as long as it was legal, moral, and ethical. So legally, morally, and ethically. And I had a friend and we were like trying to sell bottles of water. We would go in the store, buy them for 50 cents and try and sell them for a dollar on the street. And we were like, this is never going to work. And I was wandering through a casino and somebody said, come over to the craps table. And I had never played craps and handed me some chips and said, I'll teach you how to do it. And so I had one guy on one side. I was young and cute then too. I had (laughs) one guy on one side of me teaching me how to play. The guy on the other side, every time I got $100 worth of chips, would put them in my purse. Now, I still know nothing about craps. I don't know how to play. I don't gamble. I haven't been to Vegas since that trip. But what I know is that it was my energy that had the dice rolling right. And I can't remember. Are you supposed to roll sevens? Anyway, whatever it was supposed to roll. Sevens sevens and snake eyes? Sevens and elevens, right? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. And I rolled for three hours. And at one point, I, I, my roll went off and the guy next to me, drunk as all get out, but he, he, he understood and he turned to me and he said, your energy. And I whipped my energy back up and finished the game and walked away with $840 in my pocket. And it was all the energy that I was bringing to it. Now, I'm not recommending that people go out and gamble. But for me, (laughs) it was really that lesson in how do I bring my energy into a higher vibration to achieve the result I want? So when I'm in an enrollment period, it's how do I bring my, my vibration up to the level to attract the women I want into the program? When I'm at retreat and I'm, I'm working with someone, how do I hold the vibration of a container that allows them to have their transformation, right? When I'm on a coaching call, it's I don't walk into a coaching call going, oh, it's a horrible day. 
for me, it's all about matching the vibration of what I want to achieve. And part of that is what's the vibration of the money that I want to have. I don't want to be in a low energy vibration of money because that shuts down my ability to receive. Is this making sense? Uh, it's making perfect and beautiful sense. I love it so much. I have a couple. I want to get back to bringing up your vibration, to, bringing up your vibration to say fill a program. But before we get there, I'm feeling called to go to maybe the heart of this discussion. And that is simply what stops us from receiving money. Now, I know you've been talking about it and it's, you know, your the energetics is out of alignment, but let's let's get into that. So tell us what stops us from receiving money. Yeah, that's a great question. So the first thing is to understand the relationship between women and money over time. You know, women up to 150 years ago couldn't have their own money in this country. If you were single and you got married, your bank account and your money got put into your husband's name and you had to have permission from a father or a husband to open a bank account, you couldn't hire your own lawyer. Money was a way to control the feminine and to control women. And we bought into it. And there's, I'm not saying this as there's victimhood or oppression, but it was something that as a society, we agreed to. Women weren't allowed to have money. So we've got that coming down through our history to start with. And then women are taught not to draw attention to themselves, right? Who do you think you are? Don't be, don't be pushy. Don't be, I'm trying to think all the things we're, we're told as little girls, but be polite, be nice, be kind. Be, be a good girl. Be a good girl. I try so hard never to say, I have a four-year-old daughter and I just try so hard never to say that. I always say, you know, be smart, be lively, be, be yourself, but never, I just try to never say be a good girl or you're a bad girl. I just try so hard not to, but I'm conditioned. I'm conditioned. So sometimes I hear it flying out of my mouth and I'm like, no, 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 I take it back. I take it back. (laughs) (laughs) So we have that conditioning. We also have the other conditioning coming from the women's movement is we should be able to do it all. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Superwoman. How often do you go to the grocery store and they say, do you want help out with your groceries? And you go, no, 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 I got it. I can lift bags of groceries. I am right. woman. Right. Right. And yeah. If I can just say right there, my mom's my mom, who's like a superwoman, she sent me this, this little plaque for my office that says never tell a mom she can't. And I got that and I love my mom so much for sending it. And I keep it up. I'm looking at it right now. And, but when I got it, I said to myself, you know, there's certain things that I can't and just don't want to do. So moms can, moms, it was like something about it was like this expectations that mom can, moms can and should do everything. Right. And um, yeah, there's, there's some things I just don't want to do actually. (laughs) And and there's some things you shouldn't do. You should be in your area of brilliance. And right. one of the practices for receiving is to allow yourself. So we want to receive money, but we shut down help. That doesn't make any sense because it's all energy. If they say, do you want help with your groceries? 
gratefully accept it, say, yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh, that's so wonderful. In the same way as if they said at the store, hey, we're giving away $100 bills. Do you want one? Yes, thank you. Right? But what we do is we go, no, 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 I can do it myself. And sometimes even money will want to come in through a different door, right? Like I was telling you about the checks I was getting. That money was not coming to my business. But a lot of times we go, that doesn't count. I didn't make that myself. And money goes, okay, I won't try that then, right? I won't come to you through multiple channels because you won't accept it. And so we've got to learn to receive from all areas. My husband edits all of my emails that go out. And man, it was so hard when he started doing that for me to accept that and for me to even say to him, do you have time to edit? Do you have time to edit this today? I'd get all weepy and little and that energy shuts down any kind of blessing or abundance coming to you. And so, and and we do it because we think we have to do it all ourselves. We don't, we shouldn't. We are meant to be collaborative human. It is a value. It is a a gift that the feminine carries is collaboration and community. And as humans, we are meant to work together, not to work alone. And so we've got to start. And the more that you can receive help from others, the more that will open you to receive money. Yes. And it's so I'm glad you mentioned about like, I felt called to mention the never tell mom she can't and you said yeah, but it's yes. And it's about this zone of genius, you know, you are meant to show up in your genius. And that's one thing I've noticed, the more I show up in my genius, the more I really, really want to be paying other people to do stuff for me that's not in my genius, right? Like all the things that happen in a business that have to get done that are in other people's geniuses. And the more I'm in my genius, the more abundance I'm able to call in and the more I'm able to, with joy and ease, hire help. And I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a all connected. And doesn't it feel good? Oh, it feels amazing. And then when you dip in, when I dip down into my zone of excellence, I'm like, that felt awful. Like you, your tolerance for it gets really small. Yes. Well, and here's the other thing. So when you receive money, if you can receive it gratefully and joyfully and put your love vibration into it, right? We're going to, because it's energy. And so when it passes through your pocket, there's a vibration. And so it picks up this vibration that you're in, which is a higher vibration. When you pay your bills, you can pass that on. This is one way we can change the world. So imagine writing checks and putting love into the check as you're sending out your bills. And imagine the people who receive that, even the the secretary that the checks or the treasurer of PG&E, the electric company, they get the check and that money goes through and there's a little bit of that vibration, that love vibration that they get to pick up. They don't even know they're doing it. They're just processing, Right. But because you've sent the money with love, with the vibration, it raises their vibration. And then they go home and they're a little happier with their family and it raises the vibration of their family. Now, that's a blessing that you've given. When you go to the grocery store and you pay and you say, I am so grateful to money 
that I can pay for my groceries. And I'm so grateful that the grocery store is here and there's somebody putting it in bags and there's somebody putting it on the shelves. Then that energy expands and it touches the other people. It touches the people in the store. And it raises their vibration. And what happens if there's a whole bunch of us that shop the same day, all of us putting vibration into the payment that's of love and gratitude? What's going to happen in the store that day? Suddenly, everybody in the store is elevated. And the grumpy people who come in, they get elevated. And if we can do that across the planet over and over repeatedly, we'll hit a tipping point. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. And so what if a client comes to you and says, Julie, I, I want to work with you so bad. And I just emptied out my 401k to work with you and maxed out all my credit cards and emptied my savings account. <laughs> and yeah. and I've, I've just paid you in full and now I'm broke. <laughs> but my soul said, yes, I'm being I'm being a little extreme here to make a point. Yeah. Well, how, would, how would you handle that person? And you felt like she was meant to be a client of yours. So the first thing is I get really excited for them. And then because I'm human, there's a little part of me that goes, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. I hope I can cuss on your show because I've done it three times now. Please um, do. <laughs> so there's a little part of me that goes, the pressure's on. Oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then I remember that while source is my source, source is also their source. And that they are competent people. And that my job is to fill them with whatever wisdom I've got, whatever skills I've got, and really give to them all that I've got because they've given to me all that they've got, right? Mm -hmm. And there's an exchange. And that I trust that source has guided them to this path. So again, it's source is my source, Source is your source as well. The other thing is I remember that she is goddess. She is the creatrix. She has the same power to connect with source and with the energy of money that I do. And then on a real practical level, I get her talking to money every day. right? And I will say to my clients, my clients will come to me and be like, oh, and I'll be like, okay, what did money say? And they go, oh, yeah, I got to go have a conversation with money and figure that one out. Right. Not my job to make it happen for them. It's my job to continue to guide them into that. Have a conversation with money and then do the really practical things. Let's look at your marketing and see what you're putting out and where it's working and where it's not working. Let me look at your let me look at your programs, because very often for women, when we look at their programs, They'll say, well, I really want to make six figures and I charge $75 an hour and I just run the numbers, right? Yeah. yeah. You want to charge $75 an hour? This is how many hours you have to work directly with clients in order to make that. And then let's double that because you're going to have to have your marketing and, you know, all of the other things you do for your business. And they look at that and they go, oh, that's not possible, but my clients won't. And I have to stop them because if your clients won't pay what you need in order to survive and stay in business, then those aren't the right clients for you. That's really not the people you're meant to serve. Those are people who are there to take advantage of you. You are meant to be paid well 
for your gifts. You were given those gifts so you could come here and you could create a juicy life for yourself. And that's got to be reflected. And when you when you actually step into the value of your work, when you are charging for your work, this is something else I learned from talking to money. When you are charging for your work, money gets to put its energy in there and elevate the effectiveness of the work. And if you're charging $75 an hour, money can only put a teeny bit of energy in to help elevate your work. If you are charging what you're worth, what the value of the work is, which I guarantee you for almost everybody is over $75 an hour. If you're doing the kind of work you and I are doing, Allison, then money can come in and say, great, now I can, I can lend my energy to the transformation. I can really elevate the work that you're doing. So it's not just Allison doing the work, but it's Allison and money together doing the work for your clients. And so we got to look at what's the investment for your program and is the investment high enough? And if the investment's not high enough, you're creating karmic debt for the other person. Yep. 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 So knock it off, (laughs) get reasonable. What do you need to live? What do you need to stay in business? And then we set the investment from there, not from what I think people are going to choose for me. That, that broke healer thing has got to go away. Oh man. I'm getting excited. I just hit my, my microphone. <laughs> I'm excited too. I couldn't agree more. And I love, I noticed like when I raise my prices and a client stays with me, the same client, she's same person, same life, same circumstances. She's just paying me more. And I just noticed like all of a sudden the results are getting bigger and the connection is bigger and the transformation is deeper. And it's just exactly what you're saying. We're playing at a higher vibrational level and she has stepped up. She's stepped up her investment and that was a bigger risk for her. And she took the leap of faith and did it. And the return reflects that again and again and again. And, um, and again, she, you know, I'm thinking of a specific person and she's a soul. Yes to me. And we're a soul connection. And, and that's when that alignment is there, that's just what you can expect. So I want to ask you, Julie, when you said earlier, you said you were talking about your own experience and you said, well, I say to myself, how do I bring my vibration up to fill my program? And I thought, Ooh, I bet you, Every listener here would like to know the answer to that question. So how would you, like, if somebody says to you, Julie, I have this program, I want to fill it with 15 people, and I want them, I want to charge, you know, next level prices for it, but I believe in it, and I'm ready, and I just, I want to raise my vibration up to fill, to match that. How would you guide them to do that? So... I'll give you three quick little exercises. The first thing I do is I have a morning practice of connecting with source, allowing source energy to flow through my body. And you can just imagine that source energy, love from source is pouring down over you, filling your body, filling every cell cell of your body, realigning your body, clearing away any energy, any illness, anything that's out of alignment for you. And then imagine your highest self and embodying your highest self. And I actually, even as I'm talking, my body is shifting in the way I hold myself. 
And I take between um, 10 and 20 minutes in the morning to do that. And I do that almost every single morning because I'm not perfect. The second way, (laughs) and so that's the first thing. The second thing, and this is something I do not as often, but should do more. The second thing is really just to dance to high vibe music. Really, really good music. There's a, a piece of music. You can find it on YouTube. It's called The Liberation Dance. That's super good for raising your vibration. And then there's a bunch of other high vibe music that you can find and dance to. And I actually have a list. So if you want, I'll send you that list, Allison, of high vibe music. And you can give it to your people. So, you know, a three minute dance before a sales call can totally change your energy coming into it. And then the final thing is to make sure you're getting out and you're standing on mama earth that you're really, even if it's just like go outside and find a patch of grass and stand there for two minutes and just feel the air and feel the energy of mama earth. It's so, so important. And every morning I get up and we walk 20 or 30 minutes and, and we go up into the, the trails. There's wilderness behind my house like literally steps behind my house is wilderness. And so we go up and we walk and we're in mama earth. And that is such a grounding, nourishing exercise to be in mama earth. And then if you want to take it a step further while you're there, hold your palms open and just feel the energy. And when you begin to walk, feeling the energy, you will feel what the trees feel like. You'll feel the the rocks, the the stones, what the the Native Americans call the grandfathers that it are the stones, and you'll feel the animals, and you'll you'll notice, oh, there's a little energy over there. I wonder what that is, you know, what that little animal is over there. You'll feel the energy in the trees, and then you'll look up, and there are the birds, right? And so, just being in the energy of Mama Earth is another great way to raise your vibration. Oh my gosh, those are really beautiful. And I I loved all three of them. And the dance, like, yeah, that's awesome. That's like, when you said it's something I don't do enough. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, me too. So please do send me that list of high vibe music and high vibe music. Is that something I could put in the show notes in the reference section? Or is it not? I mean, I could I could put it in a little Google Doc or something. I could copy and paste it into something. It's in a PDF right now. Okay. Um, can so we, or, yeah, or, yeah, I mean, I'm we'll happy. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure, figure it out. out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Maybe that's uh, uh, Julie's next opt-in <laughs> because that sounds, I want to get my hands on that and I would definitely sign up for that. So Julie, this has been absolutely amazing. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So we're getting close to time here. And, and the biggest question of all, the biggest question of all is what does money want to reveal to us today? Can we ask that question before we uh, wrap yeah. up? Yeah, I'm asking. Okay, and awesome. Money says it wants you to know that it is here to serve you, that it is here to be a partner with you, that it is here for you and money loves you. And, oh, this is so sweet. Money says it loves you so, so much and all it wants is for you to love it back. And when you and money are in that love relationship where you are supporting each other and supporting the world through each other, 
then then money's happy. That's what that's all money wants. It wants you to love it and to use it to raise the vibration of the rest of the world. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Ugh. Okay, so can I ask money one other question? Of course. So money, I always ask our guests to leave our listeners with a challenge. And the challenge can be challenging them into a state of doing or a state of being. So can you please leave our listeners with a challenge? <laughs> money says that the challenge is for one week to have a conversation with it every day and get to know it, not get to know it as you would a servant or a slave, which is how most of us treat money. We treat money either as a servant or a slave or as something to, to be grouchy about, but money wants you to get to know it as a friend. So imagine money as a new friend that you're meeting for coffee every day and just have a conversation from that place of, what do you want to tell me today? How can I get to know you? Mm, I love that. Thank you, Money. I'm loving you back really hard right now. Money says it loves you really hard too. <laughs> oh my gosh, Julie, this was such an amazing episode. And we, I had you on the, the podcast. We're going to put it in the show notes. We had you on to talk about the art of feminine marketing. And now we're talking about the art of money. And this has just been a true, just a blessing. It's been a delight to be connecting with you on this money and I, uh, on this topic. And I feel like this money topic has been, it's just really timely. I feel like there's something super timely about this episode. And I always get the feedback. You probably get the same feedback, Julie, that the listeners of my podcast always are telling me, Allison, this episode I listened to from you came in at just the right time. It's like, my favorite feedback to get. And I just have a sense, I have an intuition that this is landing for all the listeners at just the right time. So thank you. Thank you so much. And please, please tell our listeners how they can find you and learn more about you and your amazing work. Oh, thank you. We have a, I say we, because my team and I have a Facebook group, Feminine Marketing Magic. And you can connect with us there. That's a great place because we do lots of fun business building challenges and we have a share day and we have a Bregs day. So we do some really fun stuff there. Or you can just connect with me at juliefouch.com. That's fantastic. And Julie and I will talk about how you can get your hands on her high vibe music list because I know I want it. And I want to thank you again, Julie, so much for being with us and sharing your wisdom. It was really just fantastic. Truly, truly grateful. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And money thanks you too. Money is super happy it got talked about. <laughs> yes. All right. And I also want to thank you so much for listening. And if you're loving this episode, go ahead and hit subscribe wherever it is you listen. And I'd be so grateful, as always, for a rating and review so more people can find us. And if you'd like a little help calling in your ideal clients into your business right now, then download my free checklist to remove the five visibility blocks that are preventing your ideal clients from finding you. Your offerings are too important to remain invisible, so this checklist will help you be seen and get fully booked. You can find a link to download on my website, allisonscammell.com, as well as in the show notes.